This is the Outback Way podcast, proudly sponsored by our HEMA Guidebook and Atlas. Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. I am Helen Lewis. Buckle up as we take you on Australia's longest shortcut, a journey through the heart of Australia. It gives me great pleasure to welcome Councillor Jack Nielsen, who's on the Bullyashire Council, and he is going to offer us some tips and tricks for the Big Red Bash, which is happening in July in the middle of nowhere. Welcome, Jack. How are you? How you going, Alan? Good, thank you very much. Great, excellent. Can you give us the exact location of the Big Red Bash? It's the most music festival on the planet, I believe, is the Big Red Bash. It's held right at the foothills of the Big Red Sand Hill at Birdsville, one of the most unique and amazing places you will ever stand, let alone seeing some of the best Australian talent to ever grace our great shores. Um, I had the pleasure of being there once and yes, it is really, truly one of the great events. It's really a bucket list thing that everyone needs to do. Yeah, yeah, terrific. And so the Big Red Bash is on the 16th to the 18th of July. And what's the best way for people to get there? Well, one thing about um, everything in Outback Queensland these days, it, it really depends on what you want to travel. It's your adventure, which is great. You know, the Big Red Bash is being the most remote music festival on the planet. It's a really good adventure to get to it. So you, you can pick your own way. There's plenty of ways to get to Birdsville, through Indora, up through South Australia, through Bullia, the Diamantina National Park. There's all roads lead to Birdsville on that weekend. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, good. And so having been to the Big Red Bash, you must have some uh, tips and tricks for people to uh, be aware of or just basically letting them know what they need to consider to make the event and the trip as enjoyable as possible. Yes, well, we went down to the Big Red Bash last year and I've got to say it is probably the best event I've ever been part of. So well run, so well organised and the crowd is really lovely. Everyone's so nice at the event. No one cares about anything. But, you know, little tips and tricks. I've written down a few things that I believe that would help everyone that goes to, because it's such a remote event, you have to remember that there's not everything's right there for you. Like you have to prepare for what you're going to. The first thing first is what I say is that because it's such a big event, support the small and local communities on your way to the event. So Birdsville's a hub. But, you know, there's a lot of satellite communities around Birdsville that could really do with a few dollars on your way through. So don't be scared, you know, to pull up and grab a sandwich and grab a cup of tea or grab a few beers, wherever you want to do, on your way to Birdsville. First off, when you're heading to the bash, fill up with fuel. I would say if you get there early, fill up a few days before the event or on your way in because trying to get fuel on your way out will put you back a very long time. Take plenty Everyone, this is very important, and, and this is one thing I applaud everyone that when we went down there last year, there was not one wrapper, one scrap of rubbish left on that sacred ground when everyone left. So the only thing I can say is make sure you take plenty of garbage bags, bins, whatever you need to take, so all of your rubbish leaves with you. You should only leave the tracks of your camper trailer or caravan, nothing else. How the Big Red Bash is set out, it's in a half-moon shape around the main stage. If you get there a bit late or something, you will be a long way from the stage. 
So be prepared to take your chairs. You'll need chairs and you'll need sunscreen and you want your beverages and your snacks and whatever you need to take to the event. So the one thing I think people need to take, a small wheelbarrow or a small billy cart to cart all your stuff because there's nothing worse. When we were there, we were very happy to be there and we were a long way. We were as, as far away from the main stage as you could get because we got there late and we had to carry our camp chairs, our eskies, our finger food, everything all the way up to the main stage and that was labour intensive in the great um, sand, yes. the big red sand hill. <laughs> the world's best so, out. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was. Um, it was a long way. It was about. I think it was a k, one point two k or something to the. Oh, gosh. So take take a billy cart of some sort. You can pile all your stuff in and just drag it along. The next thing, make sure it's not a fashion contest at the Big Red Bash. You're gonna get covered in dust. You're gonna get covered in ash and smoke and from all the campfires. And you're probably gonna climb. Big Red to go and take some beautiful photos, which is absolutely a must-do. So don't pack for catwalk. You want to pack for comfort and you want to pack for warmth because it is very cold. Yes, that's so right. You want your good jeans. You want comfortable shoes. You want flanny shirts and big jackets. There's, the there's, there's no fashion shows down there. No one cares what you look like yeah. after the end of three days of camping. No one cares what you look like. So make sure you pack for just essentials and make sure you're warm. The next thing, there's plenty of things. I hope I'm not overloading you with um, ideas. <laughs> I've written this all down from our experience anyway. Yeah, it's terrific. It's but, really great. No, absolutely. Really good. And uh, and it's great to have a good array of uh, of insights. So that, no, that's really good, Jack. Keep going. It's really good. It's I've really only got a couple more points. So Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. I was just going to say, winter in the outback is surprisingly cold. I think because yeah, the heat, yeah. the summers are so warm, people underestimate how cold the winters actually are. And, uh, yeah. and it's really important to take what you're saying. It's just really important to take as much warm clothing and also clothing that you can be completely relaxed in that will be um, suitable for day and night. And I just think, yeah, I'm hearing what you say. Yeah. Yeah, make it make exactly. It and exactly. And well, just for an example, last year in, in our camp, we um, this before I go into why it was so cold, you have to take all your grey and black water with you. You can't just dump it on the ground. So take plenty of storage for water that you bath, shower, wash your dishes in, yeah, whatever right. you do. All that water has to be taken with you. There are receptacles around the venue that you can dump that water into. So, you know, don't panic about you having to carry it away with you off the show. There are receptacles for that, but just make sure that you have a good bucket or something at hand for all your bath or washing water. Anyway, as we're getting to this, the washing water, last year got that cold. We were mm -hmm. camped there. We had a, a little pail, little shallow. We we're washing our plates and cups up of the night time. We woke up in the morning and it was half an inch thick of ice. Like, this is how cold it was. It was freezing. So don't think that oh, all these Western Queenslanders don't know what cold is. It's very, very cold. So make sure you are packed for that. And make sure you bring firewood. Bring your own firewood from away because the great Western desert of Birdsville does not provide very much firewood. Not too much so make sure you bring. <laughs> Not much timber at all. No, no. The big red sandal isn't exactly a mecca for for timber for firewood. So make sure you bring plenty of firewood. 
Be responsible with your fires, please. And mark your camp very clearly. Yeah. Especially if you've got kids or wandering adults that may have indulged in a beverage or two, make sure you mark your camp something particular because I tell you when there's 9,000 people camped in a semi-moon circle and there's four rows out, it is very difficult to find your camp, especially for those that don't pay attention when they leave their camp like children. It's worse than finding your car in a car park. <laughs> it is, it is, park. it is. It really is. You know, you like make sure, you know, just take five minutes to orientate yourself, put a little flag or put a, you know, something on your camp so you, you know, that you can pick it out. Once you get into your row, you can pick out your camp because it, it is very packed into a relatively small area for the size of the bush. And so what and there size? are a lot of camps that look exactly the same. Yeah, well, so what size are the camp areas? Like, so do they give you a space of five metres by five metres or is it bigger than that? It's a bit bigger than that. It, we were very lucky last year. Like if this is a secret that I didn't want to tell anyone because I was hoping to go there again, but get there late so you can be as far out as possible. Okay. Because the camping areas get bigger yep. as you go out. And, you know, the less neighbours you have, the more, you know, you the less contained you feel. Yep. But the camping areas are well and truly big enough. <laughs> the longer the walk, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a there's a there's a trade off. You have to walk a lot further. Yeah. But um, yeah. The the camping areas are very ample. Like there's absolutely no way that you're close to people, but you're not cramped. If you know what I mean. Sure. Yeah, that's. Great. And then um, the last thing I'll tell people is that you're allowed to stay for the extra night for free. So after the concert's finished, you've got an extra night there. From, well, that that's what the rules were when we were there, so hopefully they're still the same. And um, honestly, when we do it again, we're going to utilise that effort because you are seeing so many people leave the, the day, the morning, the lunchtime after the concert finishes yeah. that all the roads, and they're only gravel roads, out of Birdsville are wall-to-wall traffic which is unheard of for a start your windscreens are in terrible danger like it is if you have the time just stay the extra day and just poke off on yourself and just driving with dust it's very tiring as well because you've got to hang oh, back and, and, then, and you've got to make allowances and it's a very tiring trip and you don't get yes well last year we all the dust last year we had to leave early because we didn't plan well enough and um it was constant traffic from Birdsville to Bullia, which is about 500 kilometres. So I can tell you it's not a pleasant experience. So if you can, if you have got that time up your sleeve, just stay that extra night, have a campfire again that night, pack your stuff up and be ready to go the next morning and you will save so much drama with everything else. And, you know, the roads and the small communities around will appreciate it too. Yeah, sure. And Jack, so after we finished the Big Red Bash and we've stayed our extra nice and we've made sure we've had we've got filled up early, we can head to Bullia for the camel races this year and it's on the 19th and 21st, so straight after the Big Red Bash. The Bullia camel races start on the 19th. So tell us a little bit more about the Bullia camel races and any other tips you've got for people and travellers to uh, in, really enjoy the camel races. Well, um, one thing I wonder about, the lovely little bully camel races. It, it's the Melbourne Cup of camel races in Australia. Yeah, terrific. 
it is absolutely one of the go-to events of the Queensland calendar year. You know, people don't expect to have the facilities or, you know, what we have to offer in such a small community. Um, I think especially people coming from the Big Red Bash will be blown away by how well set up Bull is. We've got massive shower and toilet blocks let out all around the grounds that are cleaned daily, well, twice daily, I think, at the moment. And, you know, it's one of those spectacles that you can work your trip around and especially being so close to the Big Red Bash this year, it's somewhere that people can really... And, and it's, it's a lot less remote. It's very remote for some people, but it's a lot less remote than the sand hills of Big Red, if you know what I mean. You'll have phone service all the time. Like, you won't have phone service. They say you have phone service at Burzel at the Big Red, but you won't, will not. it will not work. I'll tell you that right now. It didn't work last year, so it's unless they have a massive improvement. Yeah, it's too many people for this tiny server. Yep. But um, you come to all you, you've got... Hot showers, toilets everywhere. Yeah, it is really a top class facilities and a top class weekend. Like yep. they've got amazing entertainment this year. Travis Collins, for one, one of the you know biggest Australian country music stars, yep. getting around is coming to Bulldog this year. And the and the races itself, it, even if you don't follow the camels, like it is the prestige event in Australia. But just the novelty of it, you know, it, it really is something to look at. Really good fun. Really great yeah, fun. Yeah, great fun. Great yeah, fun. Yeah. And Excellent. and that's the thing, you know, just support the local communities, you know. Like, it's, it's yeah. you know, have have a great time while you're doing it. But come and get a tank of fuel in town and, and get your ticket to the races. Like, people don't realise how much this really boosts these communities, you know. Like, it, it seems like such a small thing, but... You know, getting a toasted sandwich and a coffee at the shop or two beers at the pub and a candle lunch, you know, people just, they think that's nothing, but it, you know, it is really the whole lifeblood of these small town communities. Absolutely, yeah, that's it. And just that local contribution. And tell me, the camping facilities at the Bullier Races, can you camp out at the grounds or is it out of, is it back in town? No, yeah, yes, yes. Um, you will be able to camp out at the grounds. Once a caravan park is full, you'll be able to camp out at the ground. So Right, okay. So if you're lucky, book in early, you'll be able to get a powered site. Like the caravan park does an amazing job and it's in one of the prettiest spots you'll yeah, ever see a caravan yeah. park in Australia, right on the banks of the Burke River. That's full at the moment. It'll be green and it'll be lovely. So yeah, um, It's going to be magic. I can't believe it. Yeah, it's going to be beautiful. Yeah, it will be. So if you can't get a spot there, well, you'll be able to camp out at the ground. There'll be... As of every year, there'll be courtesy buses available that will run probably every half hour. There'll be food and full bar. There'll be entertainment for the kids. There'll be stalls. I'm not on the cameras committee, but just going off what it is really one of Outback Queensland's greatest events. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. And then this year, there's a new event that has been developed with uh, Golf Australia, and it's the Outback Golf Masters. And we've we've actually uh, interviewed the guy from Golf Australia just recently, so that might be coming. That'll be out shortly. So that's uh, the the Bullier Golf Course is pretty fantastic. And now with all the weather, it'll actually the greens will be green, and it'll be a really lovely course to play on. Yeah, it's a great initiative. I think this um, golf has gone so gone so ballistic in the last few years. I'm a bit of a tragic golfer myself. I'm part of the golf club here in town. and I love it too. Yeah. 
we play when we can, and um, we're going to very much welcome so many people to our beautiful little course. It's it's a lovely little place to play, and then, like you said, it's one of the nicest times you'll ever get to play on the course at the moment because it's probably going to be green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't get to say that very often. The fairways will be green and the greens will be black <laughs> as, as they are when they're um, sand and oil. So, But, no, that'll be just, a, again, this jam-packed part of the year. It'll be an amazing time to come out to the West and have a look. Like we, we are really looking forward to this golf event too, being part of the Masters and you get the chance to have a go at the hole-in-one in Mount Isa the weekend after. So. And pick up a lazy yeah, $1 million dollars. Yeah. yeah, fancy that, you know. Yeah, that's it. And after the, uh, the golf Masters uh, being played on the 22nd and 23rd in Bullia, You've got a choice of either going back to Winton for the camel races at Winton on the 27th or heading up to Mount Isa on the 28th for that hole-in-one, $1 million hole-in-one comp. And uh, all the details are on our golf pod, the, the uh, Outback Golf Masters podcast that you will uh, be able to find on our Wishka and on our website. And But also earlier in July, um, there's also the Winton Film Festival and then there's the um, Opal Festival and then Winton's whole uh, golf day, golf session is on the 13th and 14th of July. So the whole of July, <laughs> it's amazing. So there's, exactly. a, there's one month that people really need to get out to Western Queensland and give it a really good crack. It's going to be an exactly, and, and and that's one thing too, Ellen. I'd I'd really advise people if if you want to see one or two events on your trip, don't rush. It's not not very expensive to stay at a caravan park or to park up at a free camping site, and really take in. You know, there's there's so much more to offer to these little places than there is on that event list. So, yes, if you're coming for the big red bash and the golf. Stay in Bullion, have a look at the Min Min Light Encounter Centre. You know, have a look at the Bullion Heritage Museum. Or, you know, if you're coming to Winton for the golf, have a look at the Onosaurs. Come to Bullion for the camels and then go to Alice. You know, like there's so many options that, you know, just take your time and, you know, really have a look at the Outback because there's so much to offer out here. And, like, I think, you know, the more people we can show, like, I think they'll be back and back again because... You know, that's what we found last year when we were talking to people at the Big Red Bash is that this is the first time they've been to the Outback and they're going to come back, not particularly for the concert, but to have the journey in between. Yeah, that's right. And visit the places around and actually really explore and unearth and experience it. It's just beautiful. Exactly. Yeah, especially at the moment because it's going to be at the best it'll ever be season-wise. It'll be green and there'll be flowers. It'll be beautiful. So It will be magic. And, I mean, even uh, there will be might even be some wildflowers in September, October. As well. Yes, there will be wildflowers. Yes, so that's great. So, look, yeah, it's going to be a great season for Western Queensland tourism and uh, the Outback Way and all the way across from uh, Winton right through to Laverton and Western Australia. So, but thanks, Jack. Thank you for your time. And uh, I think we've um, covered all the base. And, and the tips and tricks are great because I think that makes a big difference. And you, you've certainly picked up on things that people just would not think of bringing, like garbage bags. And those things are, I think, you know, really useful and will make the experience so much easier for people if they're equipped with the right gear. So thanks a million. And we will certainly be putting this out and 
Uh, if people want to know more about these events, just Google the Big Red Bash, not 2019. Google Bullia Camel Races, and you can go to outbackgolfmasters.com.au, I think, and or just Google Outback Golf Masters, and then you can um, have a look at the Winton Camel Races as well. So yeah, exactly. Enjoy uh, finding more out about these events and have a great time. But thanks, Jack, for your time. No, thank you very much, Ellen. I'm very glad to help. Thank you for tuning into the Outback Way podcast. Our notes and links will be on our website, outbackway.org.au. You can subscribe to our newsletter, buy our guidebook and download the app if you haven't already. Please join us on Facebook, Outback Way, Australia's Longest Shortcut, and on Twitter at Outback Way 1. The Outback Way podcast is all about your trip. We're really trying to make it easier for you and give you valuable information to make it more enjoyable. So we'd love your feedback. Send your questions, comments and travel stories to info at outbackway.org.au and if you share your story, we may even feature you on this podcast. Thank you for joining us through the heart of Australia on Australia's Longest Shortcut. Cheers for now.